Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One thing I just try and do is look around and become... Uh, for example, we've got a table here. If you just sort of hold that table mm. and you just kind of go... Oh. I'm just here and I'm holding a table. And the things floating around your head are just things floating around your head. What's true is that I'm here and I'm just holding a table. Mm -hmm. And there's something about just becoming grounded again and understanding that things flying through your head are just thoughts. Hello and welcome to another episode of Balancing Acts with me, Steve Whiteley. In this episode, I talk with none other than Andrew Gentili. I have to be very specific with the surname because it turns out that I've been mispronouncing it despite knowing him for 10 years. Andrew is one of the most talented improvisers I know. Uh, We met in the improv scene many moons ago. Again, we discussed this later on. It's debatable when we met, but I'm pretty much sure it was about a decade ago. And he immediately stood out to me as an incredibly talented all-round performer uh, and improviser and character comedy thespian. Perfect. Hi, this is Steve Whiteley, comedian, actor, filmmaker and writer, all-round ADHD creative. And welcome to my new podcast, Balancing Acts, where I talk to an array of creatives ranging from comedians, actors, directors, all sorts. And we talk about how they find a sense of balance or not between their creative lives and their everyday lives and how that has an impact on their mental health and beyond. Andrew is also one of the most content people I know within the comedy and performing world. And I quiz him on how he maintains such a peaceful nature. Andrew Gentelli, welcome. 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 Uh, This is a first for me, smoking a cigar, or cigars, plural. I'm not smoking more than one cigar. We're both smoking a cigar Mm -hmm. during a podcast episode. I've never... I've never done that before. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's fantastic to have you here, I have to say. There's no hint of sarcasm in that <laughs> delivery or tone. It, yep. was, uh, it was meant in a very uh, genuine way. Mm-hmm. Or it's not coming across like that. <laughs> Gentelli, <clears throat> you are one of my first friends in the comedy world, I believe. Oh. How long do we go back? Um, 
Maybe six years? No. Much, long, more? much longer than that. Is it? Yeah. We met probably after a hoopla drop-in down at um, yeah, Brick that, Lane. Yeah, that would have been about ten years ago. Is it that long ago? Yeah, it's about ten years. Your memory's shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we got the... We had the... <laughs> We had the joy of working together on M19. Are you okay there? Oh, great. This is going to be great for the audio. Oh, God, really? He wanted to smoke cigars, and now it's completely backfired. It's completely backfired. You're supposed to be coming across this, you know, someone who smokes cigars and regular. You, you've, what have you got at home? What's your, what's your kit? Oh, uh, different things. Inca, recently. Was that cigar-related? Yeah. What's that? Cigar. Okay, so, <laughs> so the point being is that you're you're supposedly a pro, and then here you are coughing. I, did, I never of, said I was a pro. Well, come on, you are. Come on. What do you like about smoking cigars? Mm, relaxing. Relaxing. Pleasant taste. Yeah. Yeah. Calming. Okay. Yeah. Is that your main source of relaxation, or pipe? Do you have anything in the pipe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Um, well, obviously tobacco. Yeah. But recently, because I had these Peterson pipes. You say a, that. There's something why you said that. I think I've got a Peterson tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> what is that? Is that a brand of tobacco? Yeah. Okay. So the pipe maker do their own tobacco. You're such an old man. What? You're an old man. You're you're no. You're, some people are young at heart, mm. and others are the opposite. Mm. Mm. Would you agree that you're the opposite? Yeah. Yeah. You, in a very good way. You in are, a very good you, way. No matter what age you are, you are always <laughs> nineteen. Nineteen? That's a bit harsh. Am no, I, it's not we, harsh. Are you saying good. what? So, you know, you see, what you're saying is that my emotional age is nineteen. Your whole Demeanor. essence is nineteen. Ah, okay. But that's a good thing. That's youthful. That's bountiful energy. And yours is forty-five. Fifty-five. Somehow we meet in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of mentor you. I sort of, I let you off the leash. Every now and then. I let you get it out. I let you express. Get what out? out? Whatever you need to release. (laughs) So, Andrew Gentili. That's actually Gentili. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why have you never corrected me after all these years? I don't think I've ever heard you say my surname before. Okay. Well, the good thing is, is that... I'll record the intro after this, so oh, yeah. I'll say it in the right way. No, 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 no. Keep it as Gentelli. Gentelli. I've always, I've always introduced you. <laughs> it doesn't you. have an E. I've it's all, I. I've always introduced you. I've talked to you. I've talked to other people about you as Gentelli. <laughs> well, I and, didn't know that, did Andrew I? Gentelli. <laughs> Gentilly. From the telly. Well. It's like it was meant to be. Yeah. It was meant to be. How long have you been doing improv for now? Um, uh, You're a pro. Well, ten years. That's why I think... You've been doing this for a long time. This worked when we know how long, 10 years. But I mean, you. some people... What I'm saying is, is that I maybe started around the same time as you, but then I sort of like dipped in and out of it, whereas you have just stayed solid. Uh, yeah, I think I think so. But that's what I'm saying. I think we... I, I saw you on the scene back then. But yeah. It was about six years ago that we had that... Um, we had done that uh, drop-in. And then right. I think that's when it, we started doing more projects together. Okay, okay. So we knew each other before, but you reckon you it was about six years. You recommended the Piri Piri Chicken restaurant around the corner. It was good, wasn't it? It was very good, yeah. I forgot about that place. Moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, yeah. you and Steve Rowe. Yeah. Yeah. Three of us went. Yeah. Mr. Hooker himself. Steve's, yeah. 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 You know? You all right? Yeah. What? Yeah. You okay? Yeah. Everything all right? 
Okay. Yeah, good. And improv is, that's, would you say that is your main source of creativity in your life? Actually, it's not because you're a filmmaker as well. But that's been the one thing that's been consistently running through your life from a creative perspective over the years. Drawing is probably You're the... just trying to talk into the microphone. Sorry. Okay. Draw, <laughs> drawing is probably the main one because I was doing that since I was fetal. Okay. Fetal doing being Graffiti in the womb. Bit fetal being... Okay, yeah. Mm. yeah. But that's been on and off and whether that's a career or not is debatable. But um, improv has been the most consistent one that I've done more as a discipline. Yeah. Um, and has turned into a mini career. Yeah. Well, it's a proper career, isn't it, really? Uh, you're like you're like a Jedi of sorts now. You're a teacher. You're an improv teacher. I started teaching a few years ago, yeah. Yeah. What do you enjoy about teaching improv? Well, uh, as I was saying, you get to uh, a point where you've done it so much that you uh, your head fills with ideas of how to um, make it work. Okay. And you see enough improv and you get a sense of why is that working and why is that not working. And then you want to impart that to others because you want to see more good stuff, I guess. And you can see where people are not getting it, where they could get it. Not following the, uh, the rules of the game? Uh, they're, they're not... Um, um, helping themselves. Yeah. Um, and they could be squeezing themselves better. Right. Blocking. Um, blocking's one thing. Um, sometimes it's just that they're not having enough fun. Right. And you sort of see things, you're like, eh, you know, tweak there could... You're the fun enabler. I think it, I think you have to be having fun to to do a, a good show. Do you always have fun when you're doing improv? Because sometimes, yeah. you know, I I was never in your level in terms of uh, being an improviser. And you don't know about that? I know, I, I strongly feel that. I mean, I really did not enjoy shit shows. I really... Mm. A thing, the thing for me is doing stand-up, if it's a shit gig mm-hmm. it's always the audience's fault no I mean mm-hmm. if it's a shit gig mm-hmm. I can only blame myself mm-hmm. whereas with improv you're relying on lots of people and, and the posit- there's a positive to that it's a lot of teamwork etc mm. but then also sometimes I'd find it frustrating because mm-hmm. like I might have had a line in my head I thought this is oh god this uh, is okay, perfect yeah. I, or this, I think the scene is going in a certain way and it doesn't mm-hmm. it's the lack of control yes yeah 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 I think that's a good thing about it is that uh, you have to relinquish control. And if you're a bit of a control freak, which I can be, then it's quite good to... Uh, would, you, would you say you're a control freak? In a sense, yeah. Okay. Uh, in what way? I like to <laughs> be in control. Not necessarily of others, but I like to do my own thing. And In terms of the creative process? Yeah, like if I'm doing a drawing or something, it's just me... And the paper and the pen. Yeah, okay. And and, um, and I'm in total control of the piece. Yeah. And with improv, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. You're completely dancing with other people. And what they're offering can kill whatever you thought you were building at a moment's notice. And it forces you back into the moment. And you like that. Yeah. You it may- takes you out of your head. You maniac. Yeah. this is what we do we just sort of just trying to make you feel nervous or something mm-hmm. but it's not working just staring at you but that doesn't really translate on a podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. would you say you have a good balance between your creative life and mm-hmm. your life outside of that yes 
See, I, that's what I knew the answer would be. <laughs> I just knew that no, because you, you're you're a very content person overall. I feel you are. Oh. I feel like you've got a great balance. You know how to enjoy life. Mm. You've unlocked. You've got the key. Mm-hmm. You've unlocked the lock. <laughs> and now you, you, you're inside <laughs> the building. Yeah. And you're enjoying all of its creature comforts. Yeah, I think that's just. Yeah, Would you say that? I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. Much happier. Has it taken much happier than when? Than maybe ten years ago. What was the change? What made you uh, switch things up? Was there anything specific or has it just been a gradual process that has brought you to this enlightened state of being? It's a combination of things. Improv is definitely one of them. Just found something that I really loved doing. That's the key, isn't it? I think that's key. That's key for your mental state of being. Yeah. Yeah. I think improv, as well as being a creative endeavour, is also a good discipline for your brain because it forces you into the moment. Yes, so you can't very over, much so. overthink. Yeah, because in our current lives, where we don't have that many real problems, um, unless obviously you have a real problem, we uh, overthink things and create problems that aren't there. Okay, so uh, they're mind-made. The problems, yeah. a, lot, a lot of problems you're saying, basically, are mind-made. Yeah, yeah. And improv has helped you get out of your mind as it will get stuck mm. in gets as improv has stopped you from being stuck in your mind yes got you out of your head yeah yeah so would you say that you're now in your everyday life you're present most of the time uh, you're basically Eckhart Tolle <laughs> yeah yeah would you say so yeah I think he's great by the way he is great isn't he yeah he's very good yeah. have you read his other book he's got a new book hasn't he has he got a new one? Uh, new Earth or something? Yeah. I have the audiobook of that. Okay. Um, but I find I go back to Power of Now it's, very often. Do you? And it, it's a funny one because it's like uh, you can listen to just a random uh, couple of chapters. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if that you've heard them however many times before. Yeah. It's just like you're returning to a, a well and the water is always good and what you need. Um, I like good water. Do you like that? Yeah, no, I, like, I know. It's, a- <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not like a lot of literature where you've read it and then that's it, you know it already. It's, there's something about, I don't know, what he's saying is... It feels like he cuts through the crap and uh, it gets to the heart of the matter mm. in a very clear and succinct way and very simply. Yes. So you can just read it and just be like, I can see this. I can, mm. I can understand it. I can see how I can apply it to my life. Mm. I had the same experience when I read it for the first time. It was a bit of a game changer for me. Mm. But I haven't gone back to it. So I might have had a couple of weeks where I was really like present about everything. Oh, look yeah. at this flower. It smells so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but then after a couple of weeks, go back to the same old cycles. But yeah. it must have definitely stayed me to a certain degree because it, that actually was the preemptor that then got me into mindfulness and then that got me into Buddhism and all that sort of jazz. Yeah, and yeah. here I am today now. An enlightened being teaching uh, private levitation lessons for the uh, competitive price of uh, £45.49 an hour. Bargain enlightenment. Bargain enlightenment. Yeah. Come and get your bargain enlightenment. Yeah, I can see maybe uh, in the future pound stores selling bottles of enlightenment for a quid. Yeah. That's what he does, basically, isn't it? That's what he does. Well, yeah. But his stuff is good even when you're uh, on the improv stage. Yeah. Which is a terrifying thing. And just to become present is great, actually. Mm. And everything, it's like you have more time to 
think, but also just take in the environment yeah. and what the other players are doing. Okay. But the thing is, you're not just an improviser mm-hmm. because... Not to say that just being an improviser is a bad thing, mm. but my, my thing with you is, is that you've always been character-driven mm. and you are a phenomenally talented character actor. Thank you. But it's almost like you need a bit of what I've got and I need a bit of what you've got. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As in, you're very content to just sort of like be as you are. And every time we mm-hmm. meet, I'm like, have you got your character real together? Have yeah, you yeah. sent it to people? It's true. We're like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, I'm just working at the moment. Yeah. And whereas I am the opposite. Mm. And I'm like, got to get this done. Got to do this. Got to do X, And y, I Z. admire your uh, sheer amount of stuff you do and the achievements you make. And you'll get up and go. Thank you. I appreciate that. But what, in the bigger picture, mm. who is the more content out of the two? <laughs> I would say you are. Uh, I'm like, got to move, got to move, got to keep, got to keep going, got to keep doing, got to keep doing. You're very content doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps, yeah, you'd like to do maybe uh, other stuff as well. Mm. But for you, it's not the be all and end all. I think the, you, ju- the journey is the destination. If I can live like in a wise motherfucker, but if I can, if I can live in peace, then I feel I've probably made it in terms of my own. I'm just happy. Just if I can live each day and just enjoy it, then that's good enough for me. Which is which is a great way to be. When we did uh, N19 web mm-hmm. series that I made with a friend of mine, Josh, mm. and you were. Uh, played Dennis the Kebab Shop owner. Yeah. That was a fun experience. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Did that not then make you think, oh, do you know what, I want to do more of this as well? Yes, but what I loved about that is that you just said, here's a script, here's everything, you just come in and bring the acting. Right, but that's what acting is, isn't it? Yeah, 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 but I didn't have to do anything, other than obviously the job. Yeah. But outside of that, I didn't have to produce anything, didn't have to do any of the... The legwork, I just got to have the fun of doing doing the performance. That's what I'm saying. If you wanted to do mm. more character or just uh, comedy acting, mm. that's what you would be doing, wouldn't you? I'm, I'm, yeah. I suppose so, yeah. Yeah. I'm not pushing you one way or the other. No, yeah, no. I've no. just always been a big fan of your work as a, oh. as a comedy character actor. And I'm like, so sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish you'd just fucking get on with it. Yeah. But then at the same time... I'm also quite envious of your lack of need to go and do that. Mm. Your lack of desire because you are, because of what we talked about just now, because you are content as you are. And, and actually, yeah, yeah. You maybe it will happen organically without you trying to generate opportunities and pushing it out there. I, tr- I studied as an actor and a filmmaker. Yeah. And almost killed myself making the final film for the course right that i did and it was just so um so much effort and for not a huge amount of reward and um i don't know i think you can push too hard on things yes yeah sometimes you can hit the accelerator too hard and i think i quite like just to cool off and then occasionally dive into something what i probably should do Finish my showreel, like you said. Mm. Maybe see if there was an agent that would be interested. Mm. 
Yeah. But then if you really want to do that, you do that, wouldn't you? That's the thing. It's not... Yeah, I mean, I didn't make really the show. To. You'd do it. But I need to, yeah, I need to get on with that. See, then that brings another thing. We've got agents calling up, now going for this audition or that audition. Yeah. And I quite like, <laughs> at the moment, so I'm very comfortable at the moment. Yeah. Where someone like you may ask me to come in and do a role. That's fun. I do a bunch of improv shows, a bunch of teaching. Yeah. I make corporate films um, as a day job. Um, that's kind of an on on and off thing. I actually like, I love the amount of work that I'm doing at the moment. Great. So part of me doesn't want extra obligations and it can take the fun out of it. Mm. And I like having spaces between the work that I do so that I can really give everything to each individual thing. And if I have too much on the go, then I burn out and I lose enthusiasm. Your approach is right. Mine is wrong. What you're saying is correct. But I don't think it is because you've achieved a huge amount. I don't know. Have I? I don't think yeah. so. I don't, I would, in my head, I've underachieved. Uh, okay, but m- compared to me, you've achieved far more. And that is commendable. I look at you and I go, I need to get off my ass and actually push more. And that would be good. But then at the same time, you, you're pretty content right now. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's time to... Um, and I'm glad I did dial things back and I did yeah. need to do that um, because I was pushing too hard mm. and it, that doesn't work for me. You've got to find out what works for you. But, I, but you figured out, it feels like you figured out, you figured that out. You know how you like to work. You, you, like to, uh, you know how much time you need in between work mm. to just decompress. What do you do to, to, what's your main, obviously we're talking about cigar smoking, but mm. obviously that's not uh, something you do all the time. I watch movies. You watch a lot of movies. Yes, love movies. Love me. Big, big film buff. And if I uh, play characters, it's, there will be, most of the inspiration will have been imbibed by watching movies. Okay. Most of the time, not all the time. Um, but, yeah, I love watching movies. Yeah, you've got one of the biggest DVD collections, I know. And Blu-ray. Yeah, Blu-ray. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> really anal about picture quality. Yeah. Obviously, we're on 4K now, but I haven't upgraded to a 4K TV. You're going to be doing that anytime soon? When the tech is ready. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I very much enjoy our Stevenings. Stevenings are amazing. They're good fun. We had a good one tonight. Yeah. But we did one at your place. We do it at my place. So just to explain to anyone that's listening, uh, Stevenings are usually where uh, I am invited around to Andrew Gintelli's <laughs> and um, we'll either get a, you leave a cook or we'll get a takeaway and then we'll watch one of his Blu-rays. And last time we watched Iron Man, but you fell asleep. I did. I think I've fallen asleep the last two times. Didn't I? Wasn't I came from a shoot the last time? Or the time I can't remember when it was, but I was. I come directly from something, and I just fell asleep. Like a. You like chasing Amy. Chasing Amy, and I then really you enjoyed, text. Yeah. You tweeted Kevin Smith, and he replied. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I was good that. Yeah. So, uh, the evening is very good. And actually, um, do you remember we did one, and then you started doing life plan stuff and asking me what I wanted to do, achieve. And I, you've coaxed it out of me. And then oh, the yeah. next year, I ended up doing a lot of the things. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you see, you've helped me big time in pushing forward. Okay, that. Now you just need to help me relax, eh? Yeah. I, I am, uh, I think I'm getting better with it. Mm. Do you know, that's obviously part of the reason why I decided to do this podcast. I wanted to pick people, creative brains. Oh, yeah. And figure out how they go about finding, it. obviously, I mean, it's obvious, but a sense of balance between their creative life and outside of that. And, it's just been interesting hearing different people's perspectives on what they feel is important to them 
to have, I guess, a good sense of mental health and just yeah. general happiness in their life because there's no point doing this, what we're doing, if it's not enjoyable because it's supposed to be a fun thing. Yeah. And if it's like consuming your life... I don't know if that's any good, but if you're really enjoying it, then maybe that's not so bad. That's the funny thing, isn't it? With um, you can take it too seriously and stop enjoying it, and then yeah. the quality of the work is going to go down. That's what I was I saying to you before you, over dinner. Yeah. That yeah. I feel like uh, lately I've lost my spontaneity because mm. uh, for me, my, my I felt like my biggest strength always used to be when I just improvised when I was mm. doing stand-up stuff, but now it's all like oh, you're crafting this like perfect fifteen twenty minute set. Yeah. For when X, Y, and Z sees you or whenever, you know. And so you, for me anyway, l- losing some of that edge. Mm-hmm. That, the, the, the fun stuff, the, create, the, the spontaneity. What did you think when we did the I Made You Pull a Face and then talk as that character? Over dinner. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I love doing that stuff. That's, you know, I love doing all that. Because I think... I particularly, enjoy, I particularly enjoyed when we were doing our... Um, we like to do improvised scenes when, when Andrew and I get together mm. and we're in a pub and we just uh, started improvising scenes together, really. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was and and actually, um, and sometimes it takes someone to just go, okay, now just do this exercise. Mm. That's good, I think. Yeah. For someone to go, just do this. Well, that's what I really enjoyed about doing UCB. Yeah. Sort of just brought me back to my, to my roots a little bit. Yeah. Because you just doing whatever you can just fuck around mm-hmm. but obviously within the structure of the game yeah or the rules of the game or whatever yeah that's what I like about improv is that you ask the audience what they want and then you take their suggestion and then run with it you just gotta run with it you can't get precious yeah there's no chance to get precious that's the thing yeah maybe that's where I that's where I have difficulties as in if someone gives a suggestion that I don't I've always you know I've always liked to create my own stuff. Mm-hmm. And being the creator, mm. you decide what goes in and what doesn't. And now suddenly, mm. you're not the creator. Yeah. And I think that's sometimes where I've had a difficulty. Ah, but do you find that in improv then? Uh, yeah, sometimes. And also just sometimes I don't think I'm that strong an improviser. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, the writer in me is taking over and trying to think in advance what I should be saying. Yeah. You know? Um, but those small moments when it, it all does click, it's, mm. it's an amazing feeling. When yeah. you do have those scenes which just, you know, just fly. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Well, partly about anyway. So film, you're a film mm. buff. Yeah. Meditate? I have done a, a bit of that, yeah. I meditate a little bit. I used to do it as a, a discipline, but then I stopped that. And I don't think it was that helpful. I feel um, like some people need to do it. Yeah. Uh, me being a case in question. And people like, then there's you, the people of your ilk, who, I don't know, I feel like you just, you've got the contentment within you. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you need to be doing this thing to keep you on track. Would you say that's right? I'd say that's probably true now, yeah. 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 But if, if, but it's interesting you see me as content. Um, and I would say I probably am now. Um, but that was, took me a, that was a choice to stop caring. Right. Um, and not give a fuck anymore. Yeah. And just, just enjoy things. And that's well, the biggest that, thing. So that, did that partly come at the same time as you starting improv? Or was that a separate thing? It would have been around the same time. Same time. So the, the just, everything just sort of clicked. Yeah, I was just like... This is who I am? I guess uh, rather than having uh, needs, yeah. I had uh, preferences. Okay. And you knew what those preferences were? 
Yeah. But I just didn't pursue things with the same insanity. Right. It would just be, oh, that sounds like fun, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. I just don't really care. Don't really care about the outcome. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> hugely freeing. Yeah, that must, be, that must be very liberating. And ironically, unlocked... And then, ironically, I'm then able to enjoy myself, and then the quality of the work is better, and then I'm happier with that. Yeah, that's a good way to be. But it will never, unless I were to really step up the gear, I will be limited. And that's where I am inspired by your sheer output. But then I feel like, at the same time, people recognise your talent. And then they want to bring you on board with stuff. Like when we made N19. Mm. I think it was pretty soon after we had that kebab meeting that I said to you, oh, I'm making this web series. Is and, it because uh, you saw me eating, eating a kebab? kebab. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody eat a kebab so authentically. <laughs> with so much passion. I mean, yeah. this, this is our guy. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the, I just, uh, for anyone listening... Uh, I'll explain N19, uh, this web series that my friend Josh and I made. It was about shit entrepreneurs in the uh, archway <laughs> in North London. And we followed them round like a mockumentary and sort of got a day in, day in the life of how these uh, entrepreneurs would be running their businesses or not running them, as it were. And uh, in one episode, there was uh, Dennis, and who Andrew played, and uh, in it, his brother, who I played, in it was supposed to be the savvy brains of the bunch, the business businessman, and Dennis was obsessed with all his celebrity friends, like Les Dennis, who would come and uh, who was a regular, and Pat Butcher, who were regular at the uh, a regular at the kebab shop, and they would just like argue with each other all the time. It was so fun to be asked to play a character. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and you it was guys a lot of fun were like, doing that. "Can you come and do an audition?" Was it Josh's place? At Josh's place, yeah. And then you said that he would be, he'd have a somewhat cockney, but he'd be Turkish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, so I'm went, waiting. You know, you know what you need to do. Okay, so but well, so I re- I went on YouTube and found videos. Yeah. Of to research for the role. To, yeah. Yeah. And then I found stuff. Yeah. That sounded like it might work. Yes. <laughs> And uh, I had a phrase in my head okay. that, uh, that I brought along to the next audition. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can remember it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I tried to tell my brother how to run a business, yeah? But he doesn't listen to what I said. <laughs> and once I had that, that sort of unlocked it. That unlocked the character. And uh, my, yeah, my, my character in it uh, got uh, very annoyed by anything Dennis said. No, 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 Dennis, please. No, 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 no. I am doing, I am running the front of house and you are making the kebabs, please. Okay? No, 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 no. You understand? Yeah. Uh, that was a good duo. It was a good duo, yeah. You we, had your hair dyed. I had my hair dyed, yeah. And you were in the, uh, those, uh, the jeans and the bum bag. Yeah, the jeans and the bum bag. <laughs> yeah. And we put charcoal over the T-shirt. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Yeah, it was great. Um, but so many people commented who watched that saying, whoever the guy is who plays Dennis is really good. Oh, nice. Really good. He stood out. It was so fun. And that was the first time, I think, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd been asked to do a, <laughs> an acting role in a, just out of, out of the blue. Yeah. In a, in a film. And yeah, it was good fun. And then that, of course, that led on to the, all the off-key world sketches. Yeah. Um, those were amazing. Again, you were making all of that happen. Those were great. They're still great. I love the, the, the bounce one that you were in was great. To, you'd gone to this club and these two bouncers wouldn't let you in. And then mm. for the rest of the night, wherever you, turned, wherever you weren't, these two bouncers turned up. And the guys and who played to, the bouncers were so great. Really great. There's Toby, who was massive. And then who was the other guy? Gary. Gary. It's Gary, just yeah. literally born for it. Yeah, born for it, yeah. yeah. Um, Tough bastard. Yeah. They, they, they were fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I, I had so much fun doing those. Make some more. Perfect. Hello, sorry to interrupt in the middle of this insightful conversation, which I'm enjoying, I'm sure, just as much as you are. But I need to give you guys a little reminder. Uh, if you like this conversation, this episode, if you like balancing acts in general, then please do subscribe to us, rate and review us because it makes the world of difference. And the more reviews we get, the more rates we get, the more people can discover the podcast and we can make it go viral, whatever that means. OK, back to the chat. Mm. Yeah, I just don't. I don't really have the motivation to make sketches at the moment. Yeah. I want to just make some more long form stuff. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I will go back to it, but for now, like, I would definitely like to do another. It would be cool to do like N nineteen again, mm. but you know, maybe doing it slightly differently this time around. Mm-hmm. I still like that world. It was yeah. good, it was a fun world. There's so much you could do with small business owners. Yeah, there was. We were going to do another episode, weren't we? Where Dennis, was it Dennis was married and then we were going to have yeah. her nail salon at the back of the kebab shop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't go over that. Eleni. Eleni, that was it. Yeah, yeah, well, quite, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. We did an audition for that. Yeah, um, yeah we tried I, to. I, I, I still like the one where you played the brother. I thought that was a good setup. In, in it, yeah. Oh, because we were yeah, we were trying versions without me playing the brother as well, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was great. I really enjoyed that. Again, just being asked to... Here you go, here's a script, do that. And then one of your mates was making something for MTV and asked me to play a kebab guy. Oh, yeah. So Alex, literally I've become the Alex? go-to kebab guy. Yeah, you've got a niche. You found, <laughs> you found your niche, didn't you? It's my... But that's what I mean. People people just picked up on you and just, oh, he's bloody good. And then... And he looks... One thing, they don't have that. Slightly so Middle Eastern. <laughs> yeah. But when you have that talent maybe you don't need to push as much because it's sort of there is evident for people to see I guess um, that, that's that been a good thing but I do need to I need to create some more opportunities for myself definitely well, you'll do it when you're ready to. you'll do it when you want to do it right mm. sounds like you're doing things at your own pace which is good I, I need to kick myself up the ass a little bit though yeah I think you do, I do. yeah a exactly bit. a little bit I mean but at the same time who you know who am I to say? Who am I to say what you should or shouldn't be doing well, when you are giving such profound answers and you've clearly, you know, worked... You must have worked on your mind. Because I've seen mm. a lot of the books in your uh, your your flat. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of um, spiritual books, but other... That sort of kind of... That way inclined where you've clearly taken an interest in that side of things. Yeah. I think... Well, the mind is, um, it's all you've got really, uh, and your consciousness. And I think you can overcook things and mm-hmm. it's quite good. Like we're going back to the Eckhart Tolle thing again, but, uh, to find peace 
is a good move, I think. Mm. So that's been very good for me. And it helps with the improv as well. Yeah. But certainly getting out, uh, overthinking has been a problem for me. Right, in the past. So, yeah. Yeah. So now I try to not think. And I find that... How, so let, let's just break it down. So mm-hmm. you, you're at home or wherever you are and you feel yourself overthinking mm-hmm. or going into a certain pattern thought pattern which might be unproductive or you feel unhealthy Mm -hmm. how do you stop yourself from getting sucked into it one thing i just try and do is look around and become uh, for example we've got a table here if you just sort of hold that table Mm. and you just kind of go i'm just here and i'm holding a table and the things floating around your head are just things floating around your head what's true is that i'm here and i'm just holding a table Mm mm-hmm and there's something about just becoming grounded again and understanding that things flying through your head are just thoughts. Well, just they are figments of your imagination, literally. Mm-hmm. But then so is potentially the table because the table in Buddhist philosophy mm-hmm. is made up of lots of different parts. Yeah. So what is the table? The table is... The wood, it's the the stands at the bottom. They're all mm. different parts that have been given names, and together, all these different parts come together to create this thing that we perceive to be the table. Mm. But the table isn't a table. The table, all these things made up of different parts to create the table. Well, I I, I get that. I'd always found the sort of relativistic stuff interesting, but I think now I have a bigger respect for objective reality. Okay, I think it's good. I think objective reality is good. Keeps you sane. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you, can it, get, you can get fucked up. Yeah, you go because too otherwise... Deep into that, right? You go too deep. What is like, real? What, what, yeah, what is real? And then, and then you're like, oh. And then you go mad. Yeah. And actually, if you go, nah, table, it's real. Right. You do exactly. I mean, how deep is the rabbit hole? I don't know if I want to know how deep it is. I, I understand there's a rabbit hole. Yeah. And there's rabbits within the hole. Yeah. I don't want to know how big the hole is or how many rabbits are within that hole. Exactly. So I'm content with just table. And um, that's probably part of the secret, isn't it? Exactly. It's how much brain power are you wasting thinking about how many rabbits limits. are in the hole? Yeah, know your limits. Yeah, and actually, I don't need to know their names. I don't. I don't need to know their names. Yeah, I've got my own rabbits. Yeah. Why do I need to know the names of those rabbits? Yeah. Just have one real rabbit. One rabbit. Real rabbit. That's it. One rabbit. Doesn't even need a hole. <laughs> yeah. Hold that table. Come back to reality. Objective reality. That's good. But also, I think uh, meditation can get you to focus on something. Focusing, even doing something simple like washing up or a simple physical task is a good way of coming back down to earth, I think. Yeah. Uh, Physical activity that you you get lost in. Or uh, for me, doing drawings, actually. Okay. Do you still draw regularly? Uh, Not regularly, but I do do it. I need someone to say, draw this, and then I draw. Oh, so it's like a commission commission or I mean one of the improv groups I'm doing some caricatures of all the performers in it yeah um, and being able to commit to that is good how so, long will you typically spend on a drawing um, if I'm doing one of these caricatures it probably it varies sometimes you can smash one out in about two hours others maybe take about 15 hours 15 on, hours yeah on and off start again blah, 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 not quite get it right right sometimes it just happens and and, immediately and, and when you're making these when you're drawing them are you completely you're completely in the zone 
you completely disappear and you really? get totally lost in the task and that is the most peaceful thing of all yeah that's that's why flow state and that is the best thing when you, you're just not there anymore and you're just you are the task that you're doing yeah that is the uh, most peaceful state which is why I imagine you feel also an improv when you're really present as well absolutely yeah yeah and it's so easy to fall back and go back into your own head and become self-conscious again and um always a challenge to reset yeah it's like a scum builds up after a while if you've done either good shows then it's easy to cling on and go oh yeah I'm good yeah. or you can do bad shows and you hold on to that and you go I'm bad yeah. neither is good you have to return to the beginner's mind every time and it's a good discipline I feel like, I feel like I'm talking to Yoda mm. You are. We're going to get on to the impersonations. <laughs> so with that in mind, with stand-up, mm-hmm. once you've lost that state of being in the moment, maybe you've caught the sight of someone, an, an audience member who has their arms crossed and they look like they're not enjoying it, mm-hmm. that can just take you out of it, you know, or something like that. Yeah, right. You took a show, a solo show to Edinburgh, mm-hmm. and I remember you finding the whole experience quite negative mm. and you stop then you that after that you just you didn't do any more solo stuff mm. does that go back to what we're talking about for you've just got to be really enjoying something in order to, to to be doing it and you just figured you tried it it wasn't for you and so you just stopped yeah i just thought it's a lot of effort for something that isn't as fun yeah it's not as rewarding. I'm glad I did it. You have to do it to know that. Obviously, with stand-up, you have to be in the moment anyway to be present to deliver as well. But with improv, everything is cooked up. Mm-hmm. There, and I think I'm happier in that space. But it's great. Again, that is a sign of someone that knows their own mind and knows themselves to be able to do that one Edinburgh mm. and then just make a call on it. Because, yeah. you know, loads of people, myself included, were just like keep smashing out and there's lots of shows I might not necessarily enjoy doing I don't mean just Edinburgh shows but just doing stand-up shows in general mm-hmm. yeah keep going uh, whether that's uh, ego driven or not I don't know mm-hmm. or whether it's a lack of knowing knowing oneself but you just like yeah you know what done this I'm happy to to move on would you say that you got more joy from the stand-up than the improv for you yes uh, but okay so you tried that so you tried the improv and then you were like you know what, glad I did it. You still do it a bit, because I guess it's, yeah. you still enjoy it. And what I, what, creatively quite good. Yeah, sorry, go on, you continue. Yeah, so, but, but, but you came to just different conclusion. But I guess this goes back to sort of like me, uh, sort of like pushing forward, etc. It got to a point with me and improv, I was just like, oh, I don't feel like anything tangible is coming from this. You know, I have all these ideas, and then they come to you, out of your subconscious, and then that's it. And then you come back and you do the same thing again. Obviously, yeah. there is a route, and it's, in America, it's far more prominent, the industry route and the hierarchy you can go from doing improv to all the way into SNL and that kind of thing. Whereas mm. in the UK, it's not as clear cut as that. And you don't necessarily have the same career opportunities you have doing stand-up. But yeah. for me, I was just like, I want to do this more as a career. How can I do, how can I make it something tangible out of this? And then that's when I decided to start filming and making all the sketches. Yeah. But what I have taken with me with everything I do uh, from a filmmaking perspective is there's always an element of improv within it. 
Mm. So I might write a script, but it's, ne- it's never going to necessarily be as funny as what an actor might say on the top of the head. So mm. I'll always try and allow for moments of improv throughout. So Well, I remember when we did uh, N19 and you guys left loads of room for improv stuff. Yeah, so that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have done improv. Mm. Uh, so I may have stopped, but still yeah. try and carry it through in the other stuff I do. But with you, yeah, I just think um, that's quite unique mm. to know yourself that well and to be okay with it, just to make that decision, to confidently make that decision and then move on. I just, um, I get a clear sense that something is not w- worth my time. You trust your or- gut. Yeah, and, your and, there, and there are things that are very clearly, like clearly love doing. Yeah. So I, I just go with that, really. And I, things seem to work out better for me when I follow that, yeah. basically. <laughs> I've tried it the other way. It doesn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> so, that comes with experience, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And if I do things I enjoy, then uh, I don't know. It's almost like there's a compass that I have nothing, no choice over. But if I follow it, they'll feel happy. Great. So... Yeah, I would say life at the moment is very good. Like I say, there's always things I could be doing better. And I think I, I think I am prone to not thinking outside the box and maybe getting locked in. And it's quite good when people come along and go, how about this, how about this? Hmm. And you sort of do that for me when you go, oh, yeah. you give me a shove, go make your show real. I'm like, you know what, I should do that, yeah. That's a good point. But then at the same time, there's also something to be said for really mastering mm. what you do rather than sort of having a scattergun approach and doing lots of different things. You, uh, you do do a few different things. Creatively, yeah. you know, you make your, your, your films and yes. yeah, yeah. you're drawing and improv. But you're mm. not stretching yourself too thin. Yeah, no, no I, I find I can focus on things very uh, intensely. Yeah. And my general awareness and general knowledge are terrible. I have sort of a laser focus. But I you, get poor, caught, you get sucked into the world. It's because totally drawn in. Yeah. My some people have an incredible broad awareness of things. Yeah. Their general knowledge is incredible. I'm the opposite of that. Do you think that has something to do with your approach to creativity or something? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Right. I think I tend to. You go all in. Sort of autist style, zero in on something. Right. And that's where I am. But that's that's my comfort zone. Yeah. But other, there'll be other people, and their equilibrium will be totally different. It right. will be more, like I say, a more a broad focus. Yeah. And that fascinates me actually. That some people, some people can multitask. My brain just cannot do that. And if I'm made to do it, I get very annoyed. Right. <laughs> but if I'm zeroing in and focusing on something, I feel at peace. I mean, it fascinates me that someone else will feel. A piece multi- multitasking. That's why. That's my approach. With a generalized awareness, and if they're made to focus, they feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, interesting. It, isn't it amazing? Because yeah. and it just shows that different people, and it takes all sorts, doesn't it? Butchers and bakers and candlestick makers. There you go. And, yeah, but people, it takes all sorts, and um, and it's nice to. That it's nice to spend time with other people who have a different because other people can fill in your blanks. Yeah, offer you something that yeah. you don't, you're not doing, or you don't necessarily have. For mm. sure, exercise is that something that plays a part in your routine? Yeah. So I go to the gym, but only about once a month. Um, <laughs> but I do. 
<laughs> Such a gentelli. But thank you. But I do. I've never changed it. I'm not going to change it now. I've been no. calling gentelli now for ten. No, years. keep it going. Keep yeah. going. Um, or six according to you, but ten according to me. I do a jog. Maybe once every fortnight. Okay. Just jog around the block. Yeah. Like Just eight so eight minutes. Chilled. Yeah. Eight and minutes. Yeah. That's I it. I can't do any more. Okay. But I do press ups. Yeah. And if it's upper body stuff, I'm very comfortable with that. Right. I hate leg work. Okay. Yeah. We've got flat feet. <laughs> it's true. Have you? Yeah. Well, so what does that mean? Oh, I'm just rubbish at running. Right. Do you remember I had to run in that bouncer sketch? Oh, yeah, yeah. You've got a funny run. Funny exactly, run. right? Yeah, it's a funny run. It's like I don't have normal balance. Yeah. Okay. don't have normal balance, normal legs. Yeah. If I go skiing, I just fall over. Right. What, swimming? Or you, you like doing swimming? I love swimming. Okay. It's upper body. Okay. You do that? You go swimming? No. No? No, occasionally I do. <laughs> no, a little bit. Occasionally. But, um, but I like upper body stuff, but lower body, rubbish out. Whereas normal people love jogging. Mm-hmm. They're not that bothered about press-ups. Everyone's got their own... I guess their own uh, physical desires. <laughs> What's your favourite exercise? Um, uh, I like lots of different exercise. Do you do squats? Um, Lunges? Not much. No, not so much. <laughs> Just, I, I love the... I don't know, you seem to ask that quite aggressively. <laughs> squats? Lunges? Yeah. Huh? What else? What else? Come on, tell me, Go you on. bastard. Um, at the moment, I'm training for triathlon, so I'm doing triathlon Are training. You? So Sunday morning, so tomorrow morning, I'll so be is training. That swimming, running, and I'm not doing cycling. I went cycling today for eight hours. Did um, I cycled from uh, with a mate from Primrose Hill to Chesson, but it was a very relaxed cycle, and I have that's the first time I've done one of those in years. That's good. It was really good. Um, I loved it. We stopped for a pub lunch. Good fun. Mm. Uh, triathlon training at the moment, so two hours uh, swimming and cycle and running drills on Sunday mornings. And then during the week, just go to the gym, go for a run. Mm-hmm. And I do yoga a couple of times a week because I just need that to, mm. uh, you know, the old stretch, stretching the old muscles. Mm-hmm. But there's things I'd like to do, but it's just fine. I've just, heard yoga is very good. Yeah, yoga. you never done yoga before? I was made to do it at a drama school, but I, oh, right. I haven't done it seriously. But I keep, oh, people great. keep saying you should do it. It's really good. I've been doing a, the plank recently. Is that, oh. Does that count as yoga? Is that a hip-hop dance? No. <laughs> do the plank. Do the plank. What are you doing? I'm just just like me and my. <laughs> I know. Like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's just when you're on your elbows yeah. and your feet and you just hold. You no, I know the plank. Yeah. Is it yoga? No, that, I guess that would be more Pilates. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the difference between them? Between Pilates and yoga. Mm. Yoga is just uh, stretching. Mm-hmm. Well, there's different types of yoga, but yeah, I mean, essentially it's that, and it's, yeah, I guess it's got, you know, this quasi-spiritual element to it. Mm-hmm. And Pilates isn't really, I would not say it's a spiritual thing. It doesn't have a spiritual association. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, strengthening your core, your core stability. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, well, then you should do it. And then you do a combination of uh, machine work and ball mm-hmm. exercises. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but... Um... I should get on board with that. But keep doing the plank for now. Do the plank. Do the plank. Doing the plank. We do. <laughs> Is this the first podcast you've been interviewed for? Or have you done others? I did one, but it was as a character. Oh, how are you finding it being exposed as Andrew Gentelli? It's a little bit weird, but it's fun. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Weird, but fun. Weird, but fun. 
So you are someone that likes to do characters and not uh, only characters, but impersonations. Andrew <laughs> uh, Gentelli, this is your life. Um, when you start doing, when how old were you when you started doing impersonations? Is it something you've always been good at? Have you just had an ear for it? Um, You're gonna have to answer that in character in you, of your choosing. <laughs> you don't have to. Obviously, you don't have to do anything. But I'd appreciate if you did. Otherwise, I'll end the podcast right here. No. Um, uh, you I fucking love it. So no, don't even, don't even to, pretend to be shy about it. You'll have to. You'll have to. All right, do De Niro. Uh, do uh, do De Niro first. Um, so yeah. So me. So I'm asking you. Uh, sorry, um, Andrew or Robert. Sorry. Uh, is impersonation something you've always done? Uh, is is it something you've always felt like you've had a an ear for? Or, and how have you learned how to how to do impersonations? It's something I've done a very long time. It was since I was a kid. Okay. And uh, now to answer is Al Pacino. Uh, when oh! <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! You gonna have to adjust the mic. Oh yeah, big time. Aha! When you learn your impersonations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, when you learn, and I'm gonna move on because it's too loud. Uh, do you? Should we do Rickman? We'll do Rickman. Alan Rickman. I don't really do Rickman. <laughs> you don't, you don't <laughs> do Rickman? Okay. We'll, well do maybe if I've. Uh, uh, go on, you give me someone who you like to do. Um, I enjoy doing walking. Okay, well, let's do walk. Of course, I should have said sorry. Uh, walk, okay, to answer in walking, when you are preparing to do an impersonation, what's your process, uh, Christopher? I start by going on YouTube, <laughs> finding a video, the guy talking, then I study it, absorb. <laughs> <laughs> and then I find a phrase and get it into my brain. I say it over and over. <laughs> and that's the process. Steve, today I've shared <laughs> the process. Fucking annoying because I used to. It's actually it's not annoying, but I used to think I was good at impressions, and then I remember like trying to reel out a couple in front of you, and then you just smash back with a with a few of yours, and I was like, okay, I'm done with impressions. Depends, but but it depends what your voice is like because I feel mine's got worse as I've got older. As well, in my vo- impressions, my impressions have got worse as I've got older. Because like, think about going to improv, and think more about them. The more you think about it, the the rub- more rubbish they are. You just got to just do it. You gotta. I think it's about finding that phrase that clicks you in. Mm. But also, your voice is different to mine, so mm. my voice is quite similar to Watkins. Mm. So I'm gonna find that easy. But ask me to do a Rickman or a is um, it Jack Nicholson. There's. I've got a phrase I can say as him, but that's it. Okay. <laughs> Here we are. And that's it. Okay. Yeah. You have to listen to what your voice is like and who you can, who it's close to. Yeah. If I, if I've got a hangover, my voice is much deeper, and then I can do Rickman or maybe Morgan Freeman yeah. or Stallone. Your your Morgan Freeman's very good. But again, probably because I had a hangover if I did it. Right. Whereas now it's just normal, so oh, I can't. So yeah. I can do maybe Walken, maybe De Niro, but 
because they don't have the deep rumbly voices. Yeah, which I don't have. But you could probably hit that. I don't know, mate. It's uh, <laughs> good. I done Michael Caine. I used to do him back in the day. Now see, now it's gone a little bit of shit. It was okay, and now I'm thinking about it too much. No, it's okay now. <laughs> that's but, good. That's uh, good. You know, so I used to do a few. I think the okay, 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 okay. You want a cup of tea? Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I used to spend a lot of time doing uh, impersonations. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should spend some more time doing them. They're fun, aren't they? They're just fun. fun. Yeah. Fun. Like I say, to have a phrase that you can click into, that's the best way. That's the way to do it. It's the way in. Yeah. Okay, so to uh, we'll, I understand it's sort of 5 to 11 p.m. Oh, on a Saturday night, and I wouldn't want to uh, keep you from your Blu-rays. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll be watching one tonight. No. Okay. I saw Phantom Thread recently. Right, yeah, you mentioned Great this. Daniel Day-Lewis performance. Yeah, never seen it, never seen it. Is it one of his uh, latter? Yeah, okay. It's a new one, yeah. Is this the last one before he retired? Yes. Okay. I've got a feeling he'll be back, Shit. though. I think yeah. he's just said he's retiring. I'm sure he's said that before. Has he? Yeah. But he's a great... Uh, obviously, he's a full-blown, foot-rounded actor. Yeah. Um, but he's a total chameleon. Mm. Yeah, um, he really is. And... Uh, and the performance in it is great. It's okay. just the whole character is just a delight to watch. Yeah, I love that. We, we don't get enough movies now that are really character focused. Yeah, yeah. And they, you spend. That's what I love about *Scent of a Woman* with Pacino. You just spend a lot of time with a fascinating character. Yeah, brilliantly portrayed by an actor, and then you just drink up this great performance. Mm. And it's uh, nice to see a film that does that. But it's. Paul Thomas Anderson film with Daniel Day-Lewis and they're extremely rare. That's a powerful combination. Well, they did uh, There Will Be Blood together. Ah, they did? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm. Good film. Mm. All right, I have to watch that. I have to watch that. So, to sum things up, to round things off, to round things off, to mm. an oval-like shape, <laughs> and an oval-like shape, um... Uh, yeah, would you like to see the ground? It's an overall shape. Ah, <laughs> uh, we there. Steve's mouth is now in an oval-like shape. Oh, yeah. This, <laughs> his oh. mouth now looks one of those, like a loach, one of those fish that sucks onto the side of yeah. the fish What does uh, balance mean to you? What does having a sense of balance in your life mean to Andrew Gentelli? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Uh... It do you mind me calling you Gintelli? I love it. Okay. Yeah. His real name is Andrew Gintelli. Uh, we already yeah. we went through at the beginning yeah. of the episode. <laughs> now, what were you asking again? Sorry, it's supposed to be the, you know, the realness bit. <laughs> what does having a sense of balance in your life mean to you? Having a sense of balance? <laughs> well, how would you... I mean, how do you define that? Yeah, yeah. No, um... I think just uh, listening to yourself. So what do you enjoy? How do you respond to things? And you've probably found balance when things feel right. And if they're not feeling right, then you probably need to change something. You change enough things, then you'll feel balance and then you are at peace. So balance for me is uh, not um, overcooking it and just doing... Concentrating on a few projects occasionally 
-hmm. That works for me. Some people can do loads of stuff all the time, and that's where they find balance. Yeah. And you get people like Clint Eastwood, who are so impressive, because he's now, what, in his late 80s? Mm. And he's still directing films and acting in them. Yeah. It's incredible, the Mm. amount of work. I mean, and at that age, Mm. that impresses me so much. Yeah. So... You know, some people can just generate so much material, but I, I find if I push too hard, it's weird. It's the weird thing about inspiration, isn't it? If you push too hard, the well is empty. Yeah, and how do you find that? That's how I sort of got into improv. Yeah, because it forced me just to come up with stuff and not get too precious about things. Um, veering off your no, that's question. that's that's great. That's great. I felt like for the first half of you answering that, I, I genuinely felt like I was listening to a TED talk. It was that good, the answer. You could cut the second half. Full of wisdom, pearls of wisdom. Yeah. Great. Well, I very much enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Me too. And I look forward to improvising with you in a pub in the near future. Likewise. Andrew Gentelli. Hey, <laughs> you've been Andrew Gentelli. You've been Steve. You've been Andrew Gentelli. You've been Steve Whiteley. Good night. Good night. (laughs) Perfect. So, guys, we come to an end of another episode. And uh, I hope as uh, you are listening to more and more of these episodes, which no doubt you are, you are finding some sense of peace and balance in your own life. And also uh, applying some of these principles to develop, push, further your own creativity. And I'm sure soon I will... Hear of your stories as you headline doing whatever it is you do. Well, not necessarily headlining. It could be, I don't know, drawing, sketching. I don't know. I'm rambling on right now. All I'm saying is, yeah, I I hope that uh, these conversations are inspiring you in some way, as they are most definitely me. And thanks, as always, for listening. Remember, if you have enjoyed this episode, please do like it. Please share it. And if you haven't done already, subscribe to the series. There'll be lots more insightful and fun conversations insightful and fun conversations no there will be there'll be lots of um, great and interesting conversations with uh, a whole array of people coming up soon please do stay tuned can you still say stay tuned because it's not like radio it feels like very radio so stay tuned but anyway we're, we're gonna run with that we're gonna run with that when we say we i'm i'm gonna run with that all right guys until next time be safe be happy uh be full of love and contentment and joy and just do your thing man peace deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 